local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. We are back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Talking all things Kings, getting into some Niners as well. So something just dropped. A couple things just dropped. In the football world, the Rams have signed Carson Wentz, which is just, I mean, it's just incredible. Reminds me of when they signed Baker last year. Yeah. And, you know, Baker ended up beating the Raiders that one game. And I always ask the question with the Rams because there's no other team where this made more, no other team or situation where it made more sense. If as a Vikings fan who you're always in the playoffs or, you know, one of these teams or whether it's even basketball or, or any sport, but obviously Rams are talking football. Would you sacrifice being in the mix every single year for a championship and then it just being a complete mess? I kind of think so, uh, and maybe that's some of that's because of my my football fan allegiance, but I do kind of think – you know, they always say, like, if if you win the ring, like, nothing else matters. Like, right. you know, the Lakers kind of sold out for that bubble title and uh, have struggled to to find real success since then, even though they reached the conference finals last year. Uh, I think so. I think the, the point of the game is to win a championship, and uh, I'd much rather go out swinging than just trying to get there and never really eventually reaching that peak, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, no, you know, yeah. You, you got you to at some point, and that's the conversation with the Kings as well. Like, and Niners, at some point, for that matter. Exactly. The Niners haven't got it done yet. Exactly. At some point, good isn't good enough. And, uh, you know, you, you might, again, you might as well go out swinging for the fences. So I, I've got no problem with how the Rams kind of have attacked their team building. And, you know, right now, if this is kind of the, the world they have to live in for the next couple of years because they sold off all their high draft picks, then – you know, it's. I think it's fine because you won the Super Bowl and you got the parade. Yeah, and that's all that matters. Did you have confetti in the women's basketball world? Ninety-two to seventy-eight. That was LSU losing Ooh. to Colorado. <laughs> LSU basically tried to do the super team thing. If you follow, yeah. obviously Angel Reese, Flo J Johnson, and then they went ahead and got Haley Van Lith, who's been around Crazy. and she's a really good player. You know, it, we talk about it in basketball, how the super team thing just doesn't work like that. And Colorado was number 20, I believe, so no, nothing to nothing to snuff at. But to lose by almost 20 points, some yeah. of the memes of Kim Mulkey have just been outstanding. <laughs> Might end up helping LSU because they won't have the pressure of undefeated going undefeated of all stuff, season. Yeah. But that was a big surprise. As college basketball gets underway, and like Chris said, he's a yeah. huge college basketball fan. Yeah. He'll watch anything that's on, and yep. I mean anything if it's college yep. basketball. Shout out Michigan State yesterday also lost to James Madison. So uh, that that was an interesting yeah. start to the men's season as well. Right. And uh, shout out James Madison, who, if I'm not mistaken, is still undefeated in college football as well. I believe James Madison is 9-0 oh, and right. in, in, the, right. uh, in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. And now we're going to have the conversation. And now I Google hey. James Madison and find out it's a president. So that's great. Love that. Love that. You me. already knew that. No. No, definitely didn't. You already knew that. I absolutely did not. I would love to say that I did, but I definitely did not know James Madison was a president. Getting back into some Kings talk, the 916 says, I haven't turned off a game in a season and a half. I've mm. done it twice this season already. I'm assuming those were both. <laughs> back to back. Both back Rockets to games. Back to sa- back. Saving a little bit of electricity. You should. At that point. That's right. You know, and as we talk about the blame pie, and there's some sound from Dylan Brooks 
that just released about 30 minutes ago oh, saying gosh. he is ready to lock up LeBron oh, James. No. So Didn't tomorrow, oh, tomorrow the Lakers head to H-Town to take on the Rockets. And if you're a Kings fan, you better pray. <laughs> You better pray to yeah. the basketball gods or whoever that the Rockets give the Lakers obliterate that work. Them. Yeah, just obliterate Please them. give the Lakers that work. We need it. We need it. I, More I don't than even ever. know if it could be a close game. No, no. It's got to be a demolition. You have to win. It's got to be a demolition. At very worst, you have to win. Yeah. You Especially have, after these past two performances where to. the Kings have just if the not Lakers, a shred of good play. Now, the Lakers are coming off that that they lost by one point last night. And everybody was talking about how LeBron did his classic LeBron thing, even as a scoring leader, kicked out to Cam Reddish in the corner to try to finish the game. Teammate. Cam Reddish clicks it, clanks it off of the iron in the corner. So they lose that game. The Lakers are on a two-game skid after they beat the Clippers in that game where the Clippers had control for basically the whole time. They go into overtime and the Lakers win in L.A. The Lakers just seem to be much better at home, yeah. they lose to the Magic, Paulo Bancaro. They lose to the Magic in Orlando. And then on their Florida tour, they lose to the Heat. They got smacked by the Magic by 19 points. Mm. They lose to the Heat by one. Now they head to Texas to take on the Rockets. And so you know LeBron is going to want a W there. Oh, yeah. You better hope he doesn't get it. Just to make yourself feel a little bit yeah. better. I'm trying to think how they match up because obviously we've we've gotten a good look at both of those teams early in the season. And, you know, I think if – I mean, it's kind of tough to judge Houston because we didn't see them play normal basketball games. Yeah, we don't know. But it feels like, I mean, just the defensive intensity that they bring is probably going to lend itself to a pretty good game because the Lakers are more than willing to play a defensive matchup where, you know, let's just essentially fool around for three and a half quarters and then uh, we'll have LeBron just take over in the last five that's right. kind of the the Lakers strategy most nights is just stay competitive and then LeBron will take it the rest of the way at the end of the game so I would think that Houston will give them a, a pretty good ride and there's a good chance that if the Lakers overlook Houston as well Houston could give it to them like I really think that Houston uh, I, I came I came away from these two games really impressed with Houston it's really tough not to after uh, the way they played but I think it's legitimate, and I could see how they could cause other teams problems as well just with the amount of scores. And, uh, frankly, I mean, they have a lot of long uh, defensive-minded bodies as well. So Yeah, we'll we'll I don't see. know. I, what I feel like is going to happen, unfortunately, is that the Rockets are going to go ahead and everything that they everything that they just did against the, against the Kings – they're going to come back to reality. I, that's just how I feel, I unfortunately. And Kings fans aren't going to feel any better. I'm looking here at the numbers. The Rockets shot 36% from three against the Kings on Saturday, 46% from the field. <laughs> then last night, they shot 48% Crazy. from three ball land. Crazy. 57% from the field, you got to think that's not going to happen. They were 15 for yeah. 31 from three ball land. So I'm just assuming. Lakers 0-4 on the road this year, though. You point out the fact the they're a lot better at home. Yeah. They have not found a way to win yet. And, uh, yeah, we just saw Houston. Houston's 3-1 and at home so far this year. Of course, those two of those uh, are, are on us. But it's it's – it's definitely concerning, and then, uh, you know, there still is – I don't know if it's still a talking point about LeBron's minutes. It, mm. it seems like that's that that conversation's gone out the window where, you know, that first game it was, oh, Darvin Ham seems to really be uh, really tight on, on LeBron's minutes, and he's not going to play over 30 once. And uh, let me check now. 
LeBron is at 35 minutes per game this season. So it doesn't seem like that. He's it's just not sustainable. No. I don't think it's sustainable it's at all. It's not looking good for the Lakers. I mean, if, if this is LeBron and AD playing and LeBron's playing 35 minutes and they're still three and four, that could be another. I mean, you know, who knows how this Western Conference is going to shake out. But uh, that, to me, is a lot – I shouldn't say a lot more concerning, but that's equally concerning long-term as what the Kings are going through right now. It'll be more concerning after we see what happens against the Rockets. For sure. Because for sure. That's fair. as we've been talking about, the Kings – did not get it done against the Rockets both nights. They got smacked on both nights. And the question now becomes, on top of the Rockets maybe being better than what we thought, are the Kings simply in a slump or is it something more? And I ask you, Chris, and yeah. I ask the audience, 916-339-1140, and also on the YouTube chat, the text line, call in. Are the Kings simply in a slump or is it something more? It feels like, to me, it's a slump, and maybe that's the optimistic thing to say, but uh, I was just reading to you the numbers, the percentages the Kings are shooting this year and where they stand in the NBA. Mm -hmm. There's just no way that the Kings went from one season being the best offense in NBA history to the next season being one of the worst offenses in the NBA. It just... It doesn't work out that way. Mm -hmm. Like, at the very least, they're going to fall to the middle, but they're not going to be... At the bottom of the NBA, free field goal percentage, Kings, 28th in the NBA, third worst. Three-point percentage, 24th in the NBA. I believe that's seventh worst. Uh, and then free throw percentage, third worst in the NBA at 71%. They're just not making shots, and I have to believe that when that number goes to a more average medium level or who knows maybe it does go complete opposite end of the spectrum and the Kings shoot 60% from three for the next week or something just absurd mm-hmm. I don't know I I just I I'm a lot more willing to believe that the Kings are at worst average than they have turned into the work they look really bad they look like the worst offense in the NBA right now but I just can't believe that that's going to stick. I can't believe that Kevin Herter and Keegan are both going to shoot under 30% from the season. I can't believe that just everything that's happened. De'Aaron's not going to be out the entirety of the year. It just feels like this is about as bad of a start as what the Kings could have wanted. Yeah, and again, that goes to the question of rock bottom, right? Mm-hmm. Is this rock bottom? And rock bottom could be a – they could lose tomorrow and it could all be a part of rock bottom. Yep. And we would still just hope that at some point they're going to see the light and and things are going to click. Yep. And look, you know, De'Aaron Fox is that dude, and we know that he is an all-star and he is on the verge of becoming a superstar. Could it be that simple? And, you know, we talked when you go Niners, oh, well, you know, this quarterback goes out, this quarterback goes out, you have Brock Purdy able to save the day. That's not the norm. We saw this weekend a lot of quarterbacks went out, and luckily for a lot of the NFL, they were facing other backup quarterbacks. But when your quarterback goes out, a lot of times it's done. So if we... Peel this back a little bit. Yep. And even though you want to see Sabonis able to do more, even though you want to see Keegan Murray able to do more, even though you want to see Kevin Herter able to do more, Harrison Barnes able to do more, all of those things are true. Mm-hmm. But do the but do the Nuggets win a championship without Jokic? No. No. Do the Warriors win a championship without Steph? No. No. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. So maybe it's just one of those things You're right. that's as simple. Now, do you think the winning a championship and beating the dang Rockets are two different right. things. Completely. But it does remain, is it possible 
That is just as simple as you don't have your guy. You're out of sorts. It's only game two. We don't know if De'Aaron's going to play tomorrow or not. Maybe we will get that information before the game ends or maybe the or before the show ends or maybe the drive guys will have it for you. But is it just that simple? Really Everybody be. plays better when your star player is on the floor. If Dylan Brooks was missing for the Rockets, they probably wouldn't look that different because De'Aaron, D- Dylan Brooks is not a superstar. He's right. not an all-star, right? Same with Jalen Green or any of those guys. There is a bigger drop-off the better that guy is, and especially in those fourth quarters. We talked about it against the Warriors where it's like, well, normally we pass it to De'Aaron, and they don't have another guy. Now, they were 4-5 and last year without De'Aaron Fox, and the worst team that they lost to was the Indiana Pacers. So we've seen this before. Hopefully you don't even get to nine games without De'Aaron. We can't have it the way that they've looked, (laughs) but maybe it's just that simple. Got to get to a break. When we get back, is it time to have the conversation whether or not last year, last season, was a one-off? Stop it. Was it a one-off? Stop it. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Got a couple names for you. And I want you to hop in. This is called the One Hit Wonder segment. And Chris isn't going to like it, but we're going to have some fun with this. You got Lynn Sanity. Okay. Oh, geez. Alan, I... See where this you got is going. Shaggy. I see where this is going. It wasn't me. I see where this Who is Who else? We have Lou Bega. I'm not Mambo number five. Uh, Can we get some other one hit wonders? All star. Uh, Smash Mouth. Smash, Smash Mouth. Mouth. Uh, no, might as well be walking on the sun. Sure. It's great. Yeah, um, but people don't know yeah, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, how about the, uh, the, who's the guy who did the Cha Cha Slide song? I can't stand it. I think he just recently yeah. passed away. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, He's one hop this time. Yeah. He's that hopping. dude, he's yeah. definitely a one-hit wonder for sure. Ward on the YouTube chat, Lupe Fiasco, Lupe Fiasco that's, that's disrespectful. Even though his biggest hit was Kick Push. Kick Push by far. Keep Daydream, that's a good song. Daydreaming is fantastic. Keep them coming. One-hit wonders, and that's what we're hoping. We're not going to include the last year Sacramento Kings on the this. The 2022-2023 Sacramento Ouch. Kings. Ouch. I'm asking Stop the question. It. No, no. 916. Stop it. Stop it. 339-1140. Flash in the pan last season for the Kings. Stop. It's too early. Can you repeat what you did? Sabonis, are you that guy? Keegan Murray, are you who we think you are? Mm. De'Aaron Fox, can you take the next step or stay where you are Mm. once you get back on the floor? Mike Brown, you've been around the league. Mm -hmm. Mike Brown, we've seen what you did. You had LeBron back in the day. He did. This, this is an opportunity for you as a coach. Who are you, Mike Brown? Mm-hmm. Is this is this just a one-off? Nobody saw us coming. We shot crazy percentages from three-ball land, and all of a sudden it's starting to go away. I don't Shaggy think so. gets back in his bag. Girl, you're my angel. You're my darling angel. That's Great his song. second song, so Fantastic. maybe maybe Shaggy doesn't deserve to be there. But it wasn't as good as it like wasn't Shaggy me. Deserves to be there. 
I just I don't think that what the Kings did last year was like yes, it's crazy to say, but I don't think them having the greatest offense or most efficient offense or highest offensive rating, however you want to phrase it, uh, in NBA history. I it's crazy to say I just don't think that it was that big of an anomaly. Like it didn't feel like the numbers that we were experiencing that last year were were something that wasn't repeatable you got used to it though (sighs) yeah I mean if anything that tells me that it it wasn't a fluke because they they got into a rhythm of it like it wasn't just a they got hot for a couple months and those numbers you can get hot for a whole season I don't think I got another one for you I I got another one for you not multiple I got another one for you like I said a little later in the show we're gonna talk Giants a couple years ago yeah the 105 season or whatever 107 wins 107 wins. You know what also happened during that season? The Giants had the most pinch hit home runs runs, in either league history or or the the Giants history, whatever it was. And I sat there. I said, I'm not going to say that's luck, but I don't think that I don't think that just happens. It's not repeatable. So what about the Kings? I'm going to read some numbers last year and just tell me what seems what seems like it's not repeatable. Keegan Murray. 41% 41% on six threes per game. You just don't think you don't you can't see a world where Keegan could could do that again. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's possible he doesn't. <laughs> I'm saying it's just as possible that he doesn't as it is that he does. But I would say that there's again like a track record of Keegan Murray seasons now where at Iowa he shot 40% on catch and shoots. Last year he shoots 41% on the mo- on the highest he shot the he made the most threes and shot the highest percentage of any rookie in NBA history. Let's take a deep dive, and it's probably too soon now, but we need to, as we talk about, sure. part of a sophomore slump is the fact that you are not sneaking up on anybody. Sure. And we're t- we talk the same thing about Brock Purdy, right? Yeah. You get the whole tape, Definitely. All, all those things. How many open threes yeah. has Keegan Murray had this season yep. compared to last? And it's only six games. I can get games. you that number. I can get it's you that It's only six number. games, so I don't know how you comp- how you compare it. Let's see. But here. people aren't just letting you shoot no more. No, for sure. I think he's just missing shots, though. Like, when I think of Keegan Murray this season, I just think of a lot of missed wide-open shots. And frankly, the other shots that he's missing are just because he's being asked to do more. Last year, I cannot stress enough how little he dribbled the basketball. Mm-hmm. And this year, he's doing it five times more than he did last year. And I right. think that that him being asked to do more is possibly resulting in everything else not looking as good. And so, and that's why I kind of have a problem with us saying like, is Keegan is Keegan taking a step back because he's not taking a step back. He's trying to take a step forward. And in trying to take that step forward, there's some bumps that are along the way because he's just not comfortable doing that yet. And it's a part of the develop. Like the struggle is almost built into the development because he can't just get better in an off season. You don't get better when you're going against, uh, you know, cones, you know, you get better when you're going against actual people and, I think that's a big part of what Keegan's going through right now is the elevated role that he's being asked to play is just, you could argue it's maybe too much too soon. Mm -hmm. And again, when we talk about the rookie slump, that sounds more like a reason for the rookie slump and still 
I shouldn't take away from the fact that he is in the slump, but it's more a reason for the slump. Please, Monty, just do something. Do something. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I just, I don't feel like what happened last year was just absolutely insane. The, the thing that seems craziest and most okay. least likely to repeat itself is Sabonis's performance from last year, and maybe that's really what it is. Is he doesn't look as dominant in the post. He looks a lot more passive than he ever did. And that could just kind of be resulting in everybody else looking a little wonky as well. So maybe if we want to go back to the blame pie, I might put this a lot more on Sabonis than really putting it on Keegan or Kevin. I think Kevin and Keegan are just kind of going through a shooting slump in general. Yeah, yeah. And if Sabonis is your number two and he is maybe not as good as we thought he was based on what happened last season – that can change a lot. Sure. That can change a lot, and it can change a lot quickly. And that that's why that's number two on my list right here as sure. far as the one-off. Because is he good enough to be your number two on a championship sure. team? That's the question. Yeah. Because it was it, – here, here, here are your two choices between your number two on a team that you hope to get deep into the playoffs. DeMontis Abonis – and a second-year player in Keegan Murray. Yeah, that's what you're working with. Yep, and <laughs> that's a gamble. That's a huge gamble. That's, that's a, a gamble. massive gamble, and it's not paying off. I mean, I think we're seeing that it's just it's not enough. And I do think you kind of brought to light there. I wonder how much of this season is going to kind of replicate a lot of what we've seen from the Warriors the past couple seasons, where it is very much like our offense is one guy. Like, our offense is this guy is really good and everybody else works off of it. But if that one guy isn't in there, much like how we talk about the Warriors losing a lot of non-Steph minutes, Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's the number that just kind of becomes hyper-prevalent in every Kings fan's mind is, okay, how are we doing in the non-Fox minutes? Because I think we've seen through this, especially with De'Aaron out, but kind of throughout the duration of the season, I think a lot of people are starting to question, question is Davion Mitchell a good option uh, to back up Fox? And that's kind of the, the what the Warriors, I think, went through, and I think that's why Chris Paul is there now and why they're finding so much success is when when your best guy's not out there, sometimes you just kind of need to keep the ship afloat. Yeah. And I think that's what Chris Paul has done a really good job at, and I think we're seeing that without De'Aaron Fox on the floor, the Kings have a real problem just keeping the ship from sinking. Is there no one? And that is the most disheartening part of this. We did the same show Last week when we said De'Aaron's out, they're probably, here's the thing, we got to get to a break. They're probably, if there are five teams, maybe less than that, three teams, I wouldn't say in all the NBA, but in the Western Conference, right? In the Western Conference, De'Aaron's going to be out. You can choose from three teams to face while De'Aaron's out. Everybody would, Rockets would be on everyone's list. Yeah, you know who else would? The Blazers. The Blazers. <laughs> exactly. Okay? Because I don't even think you would put the Spurs because you don't want to deal with Wemby. Probably not. I you mean, would... yeah, I would probably consider putting the Spurs last on that list. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, especially with that, you know, the Spurs have looked pretty decent. So that is disheartening. Yeah. Got to get to a break. When we get back, power rankings for the Kings, surprise, surprise, they went down. We'll give you the number when we get back. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. 
We are back. Styles and Watkins taking up to 2 p.m. Hour and a half to go as we continue to self-loathe as the Kings lose to the Rockets. It wasn't even close. At one point, they were down by 40, which is still just crazy for me to say. How many times did that happen a season? Not that the game ends 40, but how many times a season does a team get down by 40? Are you talking about normal season or in, Regular a, in season. an average King season? No, no. All season, period. Uh, Every NBA game. How often, how many times on average does a team get down by 40? And my next question is, what's the furthest a team that's gotten down by 40 has gotten that season? There's no way for you to find that. That's going to be no, so I can see difficult. how many teams... Basically, I'm trying to say, has a team ever been down by 40 and gone on to I'm win sure. the championship? I'm sure that's happened. I don't know. I know the Warriors were down. Were they down 50-burger in Memphis uh, in 2022 when Draymond was whooping that trick? <laughs> I know that uh, the Niners in 94 when they won the Super Bowl had a blowout loss against the Eagles. I think it was like 35 points. It's the NFL, a little different, but... yeah. That's the only thing I can think of that's close. I'm trying to find it. I don't see anything. Well, we'll search. The <laughs> point is, I don't think it happens that often. It does not. It definitely does not. But at the same time, the Kings aren't done. It's still early in the season. They're making us overreact like this. We don't want to do this. No, we don't. We, we don't want to be don't. these people. No. We try to stay level-headed. But when you get down 40 and you lose to the Rockets, who are a perceived lottery team, yeah. that's a problem. Now, maybe the, the – the, Rockets won't be a lottery team. That's possible, too. So that is the issue. As we get to NBA.com's power rankings, mm. and this was released yesterday before yeah. the game. The before Before the game happened. But before we get to that 916-339-1140, let's get to Mitch in New Jersey who wants to talk Kings. What's up, Mitch? You're on Styles and Watkins. Hey, sounds great. Thanks, Mitch. Wow. We'll talk to you well, soon. You know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be a Tuesday after a Kings blowout without hearing from That's Mitch. basically the game. That yeah, was pretty the game, much. pretty much. That's what I wish I could have done on the post-game live stream. listen to that sound. If I could have just on the post-game live stream been like, nope, and then just ended stream, yeah. that would have been great. So, shout out Mitch for uh, taking my bit. No, we get that. We get that, Mitch. So, last time or last week, the Kings were ranked number seven. Chris, where do you think the Kings are now? And if you're on the YouTube chat or text line, where would you rank the Kings right now as far as the NBA power rankings? Now, again, this was before Mm -hmm. the second shellacking. Right. Well, the G League started, too, so can we have them, like, 34th? I would like to think (laughs) maybe, like, the main Celtics. And college. Ooh, college started. Right. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Kansas looks pretty good this Mm -hmm. year. Duke. Um, yeah, so maybe after last night, we'll say like 33, 34. You know, they're, they're definitely, they're better than some college teams for sure. And and I would say most G League teams probably at this point in time. But, um, yeah, NBA definitely 30th. Uh, no, if I had to guess where they rank in this power ranking before yesterday, let's say two losses to the Warriors and an embarrassing loss to the Houston Rockets probably puts you 17. Okay. I would say, you know, definitely near the middle, if not on the other side of 15. Amid Rock has the Kings at 20th. Ultimate Kingpin has the Kings at 27th. Nate, where would you guess that the Kings are ranked right now? Is this my personal 
where I would put them, or am I guessing where they put them? The world is your oyster. Okay. Yep. Wherever you want. Uh, I'm going to put the Kings at 28. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. 27. They're playing You want Brown horrible. out of town, don't you? No, you're I on, don't. You're on the YouTube chat. Brown yeah. out of town. No, they're just playing awful. There's nothing in the last two games where I'm like, this is a top 20 team in the NBA. Yeah. Not wrong. Like, Not what, wrong. what are the positives? You guys have been doing this all day. Keon Ellis yeah. on defense. Nasty. Nasty. Our two-way Sick. player playing Sick. decent defense. Dude, I keep telling people, watch out for Stockton this year. Okay? okay. Stockton's got some boys this year. Shout out Jordan see, Ford. I want to okay. see Stockton scrimmage. Never seen Mighty Ducks when the JV beats the varsity team. Completely yeah. unrealistic. Yeah. I want to see Stockton scrimmage Sacramento. Ooh, yeah. maybe in like a, you know, I heard Whitey was watching without the Dream Team De'Aaron, documentary. Without De'Aaron. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm taking, I mean, Stockton doesn't have Kata anymore. Facts. Where is he at? He's in Boston. Okay. He's in Boston. Um, Yeah, I think 28 is reasonable. <laughs> I'm serious. I think with where they're at after yesterday, I would definitely say 28 is not out of I'm so down on them. Amid Rock, we're not worse than the Wizards or the, or the Grizzlies. That's two. There you go. As Nate said, 28. We're worse than Houston, guaranteed. That's what I'm saying. That's two in a row. Nick Town says last. So I think everybody can. That's unreasonable. That's okay. The Kings aren't worse than (laughs) I think everybody can chill out a little bit. Again, this ranking was from NBA.com before the game last night, and they have the Kings. They were number seven. They dropped down to number 14. Wow. And I would assume... Wow, they, look at the Kings getting nice treatment. Well, they were, because they threw out... Everybody threw out that first Rockets game. Exactly. Yep. But now, they could beat the... They could beat... They're going to have a couple more games, right? Yep. So, they're... They, let's say they go ahead and beat couple the Blazers, more. but I would say that... Okay, see you on Friday. In-season tournament. In-season tournament. If you, if you get those, then it might be a wash. But as sure. of right now... If NBA.com were to do it today, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at number 21. Well, I that thought, would be my guess. I would definitely guess in the 20s. You brought up a great point earlier, Alan. It's like, yeah, make De'Aaron sit. Make these guys figure it out without <laughs> him. I've, I've, I know that's crazy, and they're probably not going to do that, but I'm here for that. I think they— I think they, you have to. they got to work this out. Like, definitely. this is so embarrassing. Yeah. By the way, I'm looking at this very same uh, NBA.com power ranking— Guess where the, where the Houston Rockets are. <laughs> just guess. Just guess. Everyone, uh, everyone round table. I'm going to say, I'm so, going to try to be respectful. Okay, and say, let, let's when guess. When was this? This, is, this came out yesterday morning. Let me see if it even time After stamped. they okay. smacked the Kings the first time. Okay. Yes. After they smacked the Kings the first time. There's no time stamp on this article, but it came out yesterday before the game. Where did Houston start and where were they after one victory against the Kings? Answer after the break. Okay. Sounds oh, Watkins. Wow. Sacktown Dunkelman. Sports. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. We're back. Sacktown Sports. Sousa Watkins taking you up to 2 p.m. You know, this reminds me of, you guys ever play, um, not Guitar Hero, what's the other one? Rock, Rock Band. Band. Rock Band. You used to get down, either of you? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually oh, got yeah. back into it recently. Okay. Yeah. Is that on the Wii? Or? No. My there's this thing on the computer. Me and my oh. friends are nerds. You can plug in a computer guitar to the computer, and it, it's got like thousands of songs. Yeah. So I've it would heard get really that. yeah. It's What's called, it called? Clone, clone Hero. 
because it's like not official. So it's a it's like a mod someone made. Can't yeah. you like make your own versions of songs yeah, too? Like people, you can program what exactly? What yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It's really cool. That's crazy. Say it ain't so. Yeah. Which which uh, yeah. who what what uh, what instrument do we think Alan played? Oh. In, in rock band. Yeah. Was he the singer? Was he? What do you think? Did you drum? I think you're a drum guy. Chris. Uh. Say bass. Oh man. Look. Why not? You guys know. You guys know I need the attention. I'm the singer, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. Definitely the singer. Yeah, yeah. I got rhythm, sure. but the drumming is tough. Drumming so, so tough. Hard. I got rhythm, so hard. but the drumming was not so working for me. I mean, yeah, it was the whole combination. The, the, you know? the, the beat pad that you had to yeah. kind of step It's like on. real. The step, the step pedal is the hardest. Yeah, I get down. Far. I got down on the guitar, the guitar too, was good. but I would Love try it, to do yeah. the guitar and, and sing as if well. If you were put on bass, then you sucked. Yeah, that, yeah. That was not fair of me to throw that on well, you. Well, that was simple, like the most simple one, and you just kind of. Well, it depends on the band, right? For sure, it depends on. It the, depends yeah. on the band. If it's I was a high level peppers. band, then right. I would be. I Good would point. be the bass, you know. Good so, point. wow. What wow. level difficulty, real quick? <laughs> he was rocking for sure. Uh, easy, medium. I could barely expert? do the pinky, so I I okay. stopped it hard. Yeah, okay, same. Yeah, couldn't. Yeah. yeah, once once you had to drop to the orange, I think it was just that's a whole nother gotcha. skill. Gotcha. Level. So yeah, expert for me, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well that, that's Nate's why doing you're through the fire and flames. Yeah, what, yeah, you're what, still what, playing what, now. What, I stopped yeah, two decades yeah, yeah, ago. Don't worry so. about it. I'm a loser. I know <laughs> it's all good. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, hanging out with you until 2 p.m. As we break down the NBA.com power ranking that came out yesterday, the question was asked as we answered where the Kings now are. This was prior to the game last night. The Kings were at 14. I would assume if they put it out today, the Kings would be about 19 or 20, something like that. And Chris asked the question, where do you think the Rockets were before the game last night? Which means that the game where they beat the Kings – was included, but maybe NBA.com, like the rest of us, thought it was a fluke. Mm-hmm. So I am going to have Nate guess first. So I, I think no they, clue. I think they were at twenty-five, okay. and I think they got bumped up to twenty-two. Okay, and I think that that could be a little too much. I'm in a hole right now. I'm depressed. So, <laughs> you know, Kings and Niners on a losing streak. So that's where I'm going to put that. Not great. I would say where they were. I would say. They were probably at about twenty-four. Okay, I'm not going to be. You got to remember the the Eastern Conference is pretty, right? Pretty bottom dwelling. So I'm going to say twenty-four for the Rockets after that win against the Kings, who the Kings were coming off a very close game against the Warriors. I would say that took the that took the Rockets to twentieth. That's uh, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. That's huh? crazy that y'all said that. Uh, let me read uh, what NBA.com has here. After an 0-3 start, the Rockets, who have won two straight, now three, uh, they've almost lost an 18-point lead against Charlotte and did lose a 17-point lead against Sacramento. Let's not forget the Kings did come back mm-hmm. in that game on Saturday. Uh, but they held on to win both nights, getting balanced scoring from their starters. Uh, Houston started off the season, again, 0-3, uh, which put them at 29th, 29th in uh, wow. the previous NBA.com rankings. Wow. And uh, before last night's game, the Houston Rockets were 26th. That is they moved insane. up from 29 to 26. Who was 30? Who was 30? So let's uh, let's do that. 30 yeah. was the Memphis Grizzlies, who uh, have mm-hmm. really struggled. You want to talk about not playing well without their star? Look no further than that. I thought, you know, I thought Dylan Brooks got a raw deal. Mm -hmm. I I did not really think that 
the way things escalated. And it's even hard to remember the whole thing with LeBron where yep. he talked yeah. bad about LeBron. Yep. And then LeBron put it and on him. he hit him, him too. He hit him in yeah. the nethers. Right. And, he, <laughs> and, and that whole thing. And, hey, we're not going to – we're not going to stand for that. It was almost bad PR with yeah. Dylan Brooks. And really, that whole time Ja was out, Dylan Brooks was leading them in the tunnel with the little dance. Sure, yep. It was just really bizarre to me yeah. how cold they did Dylan, so they thought they got Under a, no circumstances would he come back. Right. <laughs> is, is under no said. circumstances. Yeah, and they go out and they get Marcus Smart, which they think is like a, a chilled-out version of Dylan Brooks yep. with, with better shooting, whatever it is. Whoops. Dylan Brooks goes off to the, the FIBA and balls out for, mm-hmm. was it Canada? Yep. Team and Canada. Team yep. Canada. And all of a sudden, it, the Grizzlies, they, they look like they made the wrong decision. Yes. Uh, the Grizzlies... Almost started off the season 0-7. Uh, they are 1-6, but thankfully against the Blazers that the Kings will see on Wednesday, uh, the Grizzlies went on a 26-2 run uh, to close out their game in Portland last Sunday uh, to bring them to a 1-6 record and number 30 on the NBA.com uh, power rankings. Uh, the Washington Wizards, rightfully so, are 29. Wow. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets are 28. The Marvin Bagley slash James Wiseman-led Detroit Pistons. Shout out Killian Hayes, who had a great game yesterday. 27, and then, uh, yeah, 26 is where the Houston Rockets formerly stood before winning uh, last night to the Kings. So Wow. So, yeah, the Kings uh, pretty much lost to a team that hopefully, you know, hopefully, like we've been saying, hopefully Houston ends up being – you know, a respectable seed and and at least a respectable team throughout the remainder of this year, so the loss doesn't look as bad. But uh, clearly, heading into these matchups, uh, Houston wasn't thought of too kindly around the league. So wow. doesn't look like a doesn't look like a, we should f- be feeling any better after looking at that. Well, but at the same time, I mean, I get that, but at least we know what. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, at least we know that. <laughs> Houston probably was maybe ranked a little yes, low. Yes, right, exactly. And now we can say, okay, they're a little bit more For sure. Respected. I would definitely agree with that. Houston is not that bad. 339 Let's go to Steven, who wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Steven? You're on Siles and Watkins. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Um, hey, fellow rock band player here as well. Let's not, <laughs> let, let, me, let me jump into that as well here, okay, folks? What uh-huh. instrument? What instrument? It. Uh, guitar. I'm a guitar nice. player. I do play on expert. I actually Ooh. still play Clone Hero, Nate. So I was really stoked that you brought that up. I'm, just <laughs> wow. I'm not up. the only loser. Fellow, <laughs> fellow nerd here, baby. <laughs> fellow nerd. All right. I will own that and wear that hat today. Um, disappointing, dude. Disappointing to say the least as far as the game last night. Yeah. Um, I felt like there was just no. Um, I mean, I'm just going to repeat everything you guys have been talking about, man. It's Go just ahead. there was no energy. There was no chemistry. There was no sense of urgency. There was no nobody playing Captain Saber. So, I mean, <laughs> there was nobody that really decided to make the conscientious decision to step up. Look, TC, my man TC out here preaching, yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Literally preaching, okay? Like, where was Sabonis and where has he been? I feel like since we're focused on defense, it's affecting our offense. Granted, you know, I don't know. That's just kind of that's kind of how I see it. It's just it. I don't want to say that the rock. But, uh, I don't want to throw this out there, but I'm just gonna toy with it anyway. Is the locker room fractured? Mm. Is there something that may have happened behind the scenes? Because there's no possible way that with the depth that we came into with this year and all the hype and everything, everything that was behind the Kings, that like, what happened? 
where was the depth? Where was the, where was that next man up mentality that we've always been talking about? Yeah. You know, like it was just 100% non-existent. This was very reminiscent to a Kings team of, <laughs> uh, I don't want to say it, but <laughs> Tang, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's disheartening to see the, the, the drop off happen so drastically yeah. once we lose our star player. And I feel like, that is the one thing I feel like Mike Brown should really harp on. Yes, harp on De'Aaron. He's our number one. He's our boy. He's our number one guy. But now we need that second person as well because it's really looking like Sabonis is kind of hitting a quote-unquote slump. He's kind of not necessarily hitting, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like the yeah. team needs to kind of like take a big look at themselves in the mirror and really, really, really try to figure out what in the actual is going on, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody can really put their finger on it besides no. them, you know? No, definitely not. No, definitely. No, and I, I completely agree with Steven. Like, I, I definitely don't think uh, – I don't think anything nefarious has happened behind the scenes or, you know, I don't, I don't think, think there's so. some Draymond, Jordan Poole situation that we don't know about. But no. the fact is it does – the point stands, and I hear what you're trying to say. Again, like I said, with them almost looking like how Josh Tobbs should have looked this weekend, they just look disjointed. They look like a team that has no idea how to play with each other or play off of each other, and it's it's just really strange. They look like a completely different unit than the team they looked like last year, and I think that's where a lot of the frustration stems from. I think you know a lot of people can deal with losses. I think a lot of people can deal with – uh, you know, a slow start, but when they just look unrecognizable and yeah. look like they're nowhere near any form of solution, I think that's where the the anxiety, the fear, and the anger come from that we're hearing from everybody today because this just wasn't even a part of the equation. Like this wasn't this wasn't supposed to be something that that happened to this season. And and the fact that this is how they're starting it, it's just it it leads you to like Steven said, just come to crazy conclusions. Like, is something going on in the locker room because they just don't look recognizable at all? I will go back to what you said earlier, just in terms of, and even what Deuce said that Whitey was joking him about. <laughs> I saw that video actually yeah. after crosstalk, as far as the missed open shots, and I would just take it back to that. Yeah. In the in this case, I mean, you're getting very similar looking shots than you did last season you're just not hitting them mm -hmm. so if it was you know if we were seeing things on the bench right or guys yeah. not really you know the the vibes just being off a yeah. bit then maybe I would start to I love my tinfoil hat but I can't go there yet when they're just missing open shots let's yeah. get to another call here 916-339-1140 we have Chris on the line that wants to talk Kings what's up Chris you're on Styles and Watkins Sacktown Sports Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so I, I quickly just wanted to touch on Sabonis. And, you know, a lot of people are giving him a hard time for not improving on his jump. You know, the whole big thing in the offseason was like, okay, great. He, if he works on his jumper, he'll be able to stretch the floor, uh, you know, and then open up other things. But in, in my opinion, and I, and I love Sabonis. I love what he does. But I just do not think that he has it in his athletic bag to be able to hit those mid-range jumpers, to mm. hit the floaters, right? I mean, you see him when he shoots a little jump shot. I mean, it's more of a push yeah. um, than kind of like a roll, you know? And I, and I, as I said, the offense, I, I think, still needs to facilitate through him. Um, and I hate to bring up, like, the past, right, the 2002 Kings, Vladi Weber. But in a sense, I mean, Vladi was a decent jumper, but he led the, you know, he, he facilitated the offense. So uh, Weber... I think it's second or third year he started hitting that elbow jumper. So 
long story short, in my opinion, I think we need to add either we're missing Trey Lyles to stretch yeah. the floor or we need to add somebody like Siakam that can hit that elbow jumper and still facilitate through Sabonis. But we're looking too much for him to, to shoot this jumper when he does not have that. He yeah. does so many things well. I just feel like he doesn't have that in his athletic ability. Um, I'll let you guys go. I just wanted to give you my thoughts on that. No, so, I completely agree. It. I completely agree. Yeah, I think it's a good call, Chris. And the bottom line is you're not supposed to need that from mm-hmm. Sabonis because no. you're supposed to have shooters all around you. You're not right. supposed to be, oh, my goodness. And I know De'Aaron's not playing, but even so, he's supposed to pass out. We had yeah. a call earlier, why does he keep passing out? That's what he does, and that's what mm-hmm. he did all last season. They were just making shots. So yeah. you're not supposed to the, – you weren't going to – you're not going to hold up the, the championship trophy and get rings and have a parade yeah. based on Sabonis' jump shots. Yeah. No. That ain't it. Last season against the Warriors, why did it come to that? Because Keegan wasn't really hitting. Keegan got cold and Sam Kevin went too. Yeah. So that is why it looks more glaring. He's not supposed to hit those shots. That's yeah. not his job. Yeah. I mean, it is all – yeah, I, I I completely agree. And I do think that there's a, a correlation between the fact that Sabonis looks so bad and Keegan and Kevin also are playing really bad. I think it's more so that those guys not hitting their perimeter shots mm-hmm. means that it's even more important for Sabonis to stretch out the floor because those guys are supposed to be the ones that are stretching the floor sure. and pulling defenders out there because Sabonis is meant to get the ball at the top of the key or at the top of the three-point line and pull his defender out there as well because they need to help on Kevin or Keegan. And if those guys aren't threats, then – it just kind of ruins the flow of everything. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, I definitely think Sabonis is having a really rough go of this season. And I agree that I don't think he needs to take that jump shot. I don't think that's what's going to turn this turn this thing around for him. I think he, he needs to be more aggressive looking for a shot first and foremost because I think that's going to set up the passing lanes for everything else. Once people take him seriously as a low post threat, I think people will double and you'll see, you know, guys get open on the perimeter from mm-hmm. them trying to help in. He's and yeah, I mean it, it is also a lot of De'Aaron's not out there, so he's initiating everything, and that's not really his fault. But it's definitely it's it's glaring, and it appears to be his fault because he's just got the ball in his hands while everybody else stands around. So you're not you're not saying that he should be shooting more jump shots per yeah. se, but offensively he's just got to be more. Of a he's got to be period. more aggressive. Yeah, he's got to get to the rim. I mean, he had four shots yesterday in thirty. That minutes. can't happen. I mean, that's especially not after Saturday. Again, it's another thing where it's like. You, you can maybe have one of those games, but then mm. when you're going to compound it and you're going to do it immediately after you just did it to the same opponent, it's like, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, I don't, I don't know what else he needs to see except for the fact that his team is getting murdered and he only took four shots. Like, he, he yeah. just kind of stood back and watched it happen. Again. At some point, you got to get mad. I'm going to go back to Malik Monk talking about the dogs for all the dogs. Drizzy, where yeah. are they on this team? Got to get to a break. George, don't go anywhere. We got you right after this. Steve, don't go anywhere. Got you right after this. And then we will get to the Truck Smart Drive of the Week, Styles and Watkins. We are rolling. Keep the calls stacking up. Sacktown Sports.